Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. All right, so this is um, a candid admission. I know it won't surprise a lot of people, but as a man, it's just not easy for me to acknowledge and then pay attention to my feelings. It might be uh, good from time to time to be in that spot. When I want to connect with my wife, I had better pay attention to my feelings. I'm John Fuller, and this month we're taking a little different approach to the podcast. I'm in the studio with Aaron Smalley, uh, whose husband, Dr. Greg Smalley, is not here. They run the marriage department, and uh, Greg talked with Focus President Jim Daly and me about lies that can hurt your marriage. He was joined by his co-author on a great book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. That's Dr. Bob Paul. And uh, in a previous episode, they discussed the first seven of those nine lies. Moving to to love lie number eight, your love is driving me crazy. I think you have a story about that with a couple named Jeff and Michelle. So, and this relates to emotions. So connect those dots for us. What was their problem and what was the solution? Well, their problem was the same problem that I had early in my <laughs> marriage. And what happened was that any time that Aaron would feel intensely about something, have intense emotions, I thought my job was to solve that, to fix that, to get her not feeling so intense and to feel better, to feel laugh, to whatever. And so my job became managing her emotions. And there, I'll never forget the day that, that as Aaron came home and just said, man, I had a really tough interaction with a good friend of mine out of the blue. And she was frustrated with me, yelling at me. And instantly I jump in and say, well, here, well, here's what you need to do. You need to call her back. <laughs> and then if you say this and, and frame it this way. And she finally looked at me and she said, do you, seriously, do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> like, do you think that I couldn't come up with that on my own? Every time that I tried to move her away from feeling whatever, believing that, you know, my job is to keep her from falling off the deep end because as she gets so emotional, she's eventually going to, you know, somewhere that's not going to be good. And it sent the message that, one, you're incapable of handling, managing your emotions. It put me in a role of thinking I needed to do that. And, and therefore, we would always get into an argument. Yeah, I'm it kind like, of created was... that codependency. Right. Yeah. Versus really learning a very, very different way. Instead of trying to fix her emotions, solve some sort of problem, get her feeling differently, what if I just started to care about how she felt? And then what if that became my goal? And I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest things that we see within the marriage intensives. And that what we've written in the book is a method to actually help couples, instead of trying to solve and, and get away from emotions, how do you actually embrace that so that you can use those emotions to feel a deeper sense of connection and, right. and intimacy? And Bob, you, you developed that heart talk concept. So I think you did. What is the heart talk concept? I think Greg's yeah, talking about it. Well, exactly. it starts off, as Greg is saying, recognizing that feelings were created by God, every single one of them. There really is no such thing as a good feeling and a bad feeling, like it's a moral issue. There are pleasant feelings and unpleasant feelings, mm. certainly, but they're not bad. They are they are data. Feelings, and this I'm speaking to the guys now because gals get this better than guys do typically. Feelings are raw data. 
They are just to, they're informers. They're not decision makers because we've got our heart, which is the data center. We've got our head, which is the interpreter and the processor strategizer. And then we got hands, which carry out the marching orders. If you haven't honored the data, you've got nothing for the processor to work with. You've got no good information. So for instance, pain, it's easy to think that pain is a problem. Well, pain is telling you something important. If you feel no pain, you've got a problem. You can't care for this temple. So, th- so what we're saying is listen to the feelings and listen to them as important data. And heart talk is about hearing each other's hearts, honoring the feelings for what they are, not catering to them, not indulging them, but valuing them as critical information. And we teach people how to do that safely so that nobody feels that they regret sharing who they are and their essential vulnerabilities with one another. Aaron, uh, our theme this month is weddings and anniversaries, and uh, Greg shared that example of learning to listen to you. So uh, talk to couples as they reach those kind of anniversary milestones and explain how things like a heart talk can actually improve over time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Thank goodness. We just hit 29 years. Congratulations. John, May 30th. And of course, I was sick as a dog. So I felt so bad. because So you had a really rousing we, anniversary we, celebration. Yeah, apparently there's a cold or something going around now. But um, we went out to dinner and I couldn't taste. Well, I could taste, but I was so congested. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. just, anyway. So 20... you and Greg had this conversation over a great meal. Yes, right. it was a great meal. <laughs> 29 years. And thank goodness over 29 years, Greg's ability to listen and my ability to share um, has grown so much. I promise you for the first eight years of our marriage, Greg's goal was to contain my emotion. Like he, I remember asking him, like stopping him at one point and going, Greg, do you really think like I am one step away from going over the edge when I'm emotional? And he looked at me, of course I was joking. I thought he was going to say no. He looked at me and he goes, I do. I am so identifying with what you're sharing right now because my wife's emotions did scare me for a long, long time. (laughs) Yes, which is what the research actually shows that often a woman's emotion, an intense emotion, can be like a tidal wave for a man and overwhelm him. Yeah, we want to fix it. We want to put that away. So Greg's goal was to fix it and to put it in a nice little box and put a bow on it, but it just didn't work. But that was early on, and now... And eight years into it, when I asked him that question... You know, do you really think I'm like one step away from going over the edge? And he was like, yeah. I was like, Greg, I've got me. No, I'm just expressing emotion and I'm okay. Like I just have a lot of emotion. And once he released me, John, it was amazing how much I grew at understanding my emotion and was able to express it in ways that gave me a better chance of being heard. Yeah. And Greg also changed his goal from fixing it and containing it to just listening and caring. Is that what you mean by releasing he, you said he released yes, you. So. He released me to do me, ah. to manage my emotion, because I was fully capable of it. But as he was trying to manage my emotion for me to contain it, then it became a battle between the two of us. Now you're starting to help me understand why Dina pushes back sometimes. <laughs> yes. it would. I could never understand there would be an issue, and I would take it to Greg, and it would become an issue between the two of us. Yeah. And it was not about the two of us. And as he stepped into really just caring and being empathic, stepping into my shoes and validating, it makes sense that you feel like that. 
it changed everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And let's be clear, this works both ways. This isn't just a husband 100%. and a wife. 100%. You've got to give him room to process. Yes. You've got to validate whatever he's expressing, even if you think it's the wrong emotion. Is yes. That, that's, well, I'm asking emotion, that, Emotions aren't right, wrong, good, bad. They yeah. just are. Yeah. And so it's looking at that as if he's experiencing something and feeling something, it doesn't mean he's going to stay there or she's going to stay there. But it's just caring and being curious about it, asking questions, trying to understand why are you feeling the way you're feeling right now? What's underneath the waterline is what I like to, ah. to go after. And I'm telling you, John, that Saturday morning breakfast that Greg and I had several weeks back, um, I know for him, he is much more introverted than I am. And he is um, a much more of a talker. He's much more of an avoider. So when Greg wants to talk and is willing to share that deep stuff, I must listen because the opportunity may not come again for another month. Yeah. I'll often say sometimes it feels like it's his time of the month <laughs> <laughs> to share, and I don't want to miss it. Well, if he is, if he's, if he's there and is wanting to share, I want to be there and I want to hear what what is really going on inside and, and of Dr. Greg. That is the posture we should all have as husbands and wives. We want to have the best for our spouse, and that means showing up and doing what you've been talking about. So thank you for those words, Erin. Absolutely. And, um, if you'd like to learn more about some of the things that you've heard Greg and Bob discussing earlier, uh, request a copy of their book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And we'll send you a copy of that book as our thank you for your support of this ministry. Um, your faithful support helps us reach couples around the world. So thank you uh, in advance for your generous monthly pledge or one-time gift. And we'll have details about donating and getting that book in the show notes. We'll also link over to our free marriage assessment, which will give you some great insights to your relationship. And uh, it'll point you to some resources as well. Uh, and you'll find the link for that in the show notes, too. Well, we'll continue the conversation about replacing lies with the truth next time. And for now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg Smalley and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <laughs>